all living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is The Podcast is Real live here on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook, and we are grateful that you're here. I've still got my glasses on. Take those off. Um, it's Sunday night, 7 p.m., and this is when we uh, chat. We chat about pop culture. We get excited about things that other people are excited about and geek out over those things. Tonight, we're geeking out over a very special guest. Very excited to talk to him. Hopefully, he will be here in about uh, 15 minutes. We're going to talk to him, but in the meantime, yeah, I have some stuff that I need to talk about with these guys, so let's bring them on. It's Utah and Aaliyah. Welcome, guys. Greetings, Hi. programs. Hey. we. Uh, I always wave, and I realize that the, the audio listeners cannot. Okay, well, Aaliyah, wave. Aaliyah, now they know the, that you did. They wouldn't have known if you hadn't said anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have been like, what's she waving for? But, you know, we're live right now on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch. And Facebook so anybody Twitch. who would happen to tune in there or watch it later. They get to see we'll see Aaliyah that. Wave. This is what you miss when you listen to the podcast. You miss <laughs> Aaliyah waving. So and then yes. telling the, you. This is the premium content <laughs> that we offer here at World Gun Geek. You don't want to miss it. Be here live for that. Here, here. You can, they'll miss this too. What do you got there, Utah? Tell us what that is. I this finally arrived. It's uh, a, another addition to my Transformers collection. This is Look one of the- that. Is that- like new, based on the new Top Gun, or is that just like old? No, this is based on the old Top Gun. So this is a transforming uh, F-14 Tomcat that transforms into a robot named Maverick. Autobot or Decepticon? Uh, Autobot, I believe. Yes, right. Autobot. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, like it. I don't know if it's canon or not, but... Um, <laughs> They've been they've been doing them some Transformers collabs with other franchises. Yeah. yeah, like they did the uh Ghostbusters one. I've got an Ecto one Transformer. Oh my gosh. Um, I want that. Uh I also I have they also they did two of them. They, they did an Ecto one transformer and then they also did an Ecto Prime, which is basically an Optimus Prime Ghostbusters Transformer. What? So mm. instead of being the red and silver, he's he's all white and red and green. Uh, and, yeah, and then they did the Back to the Future one with the DeLorean, which is which I also have. So, oh, now see, I would have liked that too. I don't pay attention to a lot of those uh, um, Transformers. Like, uh, it, I haven't just really because you're not a, a hoarder like I am. No, I, I haven't <laughs> gotten a Transformer since I was you know younger. And then honestly, my boys they had a few. Um, we got some back any? when Nathan was really young. I remember how even then how difficult it was to transform them. <laughs> well, so and he, was, will, he would get them. We would try to figure it out, and then it would be we'd be done with that present because that was like, one of my. I, that, I can't well, that get was it one back of my into issues. A truck again. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, that was one of my issues when Bayformers, when Michael Bay, the Michael Bay Transformers movies came out. Yeah, the Transformers that came out for those movies, those toys were so difficult to transform. It's like I'd rather work on a Rubik's Cube. I think I might actually be able they, to solve that. They basically were. They basically yeah. were. They, they I, you know, I, I feel like they forgot that um, these Transformers toys originally were for kids. Right. And so they didn't care that it was, you know, 135 steps to transform between one or the other when like the you know the optimus prime from our generation from the cartoon is like one two three four five six yeah, yeah. well i mean and well you remember GoBots. yeah they like, were the was uh, like two it was like <laughs> yeah, right. car yeah, it's like, well, it like 
Right. Open yeah. up. Like open no up. moving parts other than, you know, the <laughs> than like the hinge. <laughs> yeah. Those were, that was the, uh, the yeah, we are, I, I hate to say it, but we called those like the, uh, the cheap man's transformers because even, you know, I, I did that too. My mom would like, Hey, here you go. It's like, it's not a transformer. Mom. This a is a go bot. Mom. <laughs> I'm not taking oh. this to school. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it's kind of, I'm trying to think of the equivalent today, but it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, it's tough. You want uh you wanted a transformer and your mom got you three go bots for the price of one transformer. And it's like, right. And that's what they thought. They're like, look, it's a transforming. They were still fun. And there are people out there who are probably nostalgic about the go bots too. So I don't want to take that away from anybody. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Um, But yeah, it was, I mean, I was way more into transformers. So I did not, I did not appreciate getting a go bot. (laughs) What about you, Aaliyah? Yeah. What about you when you were a kid? Was that, what was the toy that you asked for? But then there was the, I don't know the the like. Did you the, ask for a cab? Did you ask for a cabbage patch, and they gave you like the uh, cornfield doll <laughs> instead? Yeah. What was the, the substitute patch? that was the most egregious when you were a kid getting a gift? Um. And and I, I say this with full full understanding that what you say is probably something I got from my kid because <laughs> you're like the same age. I'm gonna I'm about to hear how disappointed they were. Through, like through, instead of a like in, instead of the instead of an actual care bear, you we we got you like the 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 heart bear. Yeah. No, because I didn't ask for really anything as a as a kid. Oh. So oh. it's very hard for me to say that like the things that I I got as a child were not asked. And the reason I was given them was because I always had really good grades. So mm. I always got the best gifts uh, as a child. Like, I will never forget. Like, there's two really big things that my parents got me that I'll never forget. Nintendo? I got a <laughs> Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. nice. A GBA. And that was nice. when I, I had, you know, really good grades. And then that Christmas... My, I literally woke up and I had a an air hockey table. What? With my name on it. Wait, um, you had cool. you had a personalized hockey table? <laughs> no. Like it had a no, across the. It was no. engraved in the in the center of the <laughs> in, in the surface, <laughs> right? No, my mom just put like a post-it note that said Aaliyah on oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but I was just, you know, I never really asked for anything. I think like. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, even the games that I played, I had like Beyblades and. Yeah. Oh, wow. Beyblades. You know, I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. Like Beyblades. But I didn't ask. Oh, for that's, really that's what I'm one of those weird children that didn't really ask for anything. The Pokemon Digimon thing is kind of the stuff, same so thing. Yeah. But I just got things because I had really good grades. Like so. my kids were into Pokemon. If it was, boy, if we got it, like we got them a Digimon instead, we would hear about it. <laughs> Digimon, yeah. I, I think is a is a superior show though. That, I'm I mean, gonna, I'm going to go on a limb. I know I'm going to upset a lot of people, but I was, I think it's a superior show. I agree. I enjoyed watching Digimon more than Pokemon, um, but I also didn't watch a lot of either one. So yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I was yeah, I was watching it with the kids, but yeah, yep. I preferred yep, Digimon. Yep. That was the that was the show, man. Yep. So um, speaking of gifts, though, uh, all month of November. We have been trying to give away a gift that someone might be able to use as for Christmas this year, which is the uh, Stadia Premiere Edition. We've been get, trying to give that away all month. 
People have been entering the contest. They've been liking us on Facebook and Twitter and Twitch and TikTok and whatnot. Um, they won't take my entries. I don't and, understand. And uh, it's, uh, it's been racking up uh, some of those. We didn't hit uh, 4K, which is what I was hoping to. Maybe if you add them all together, we might be at 1,000. But, but uh, you know, it was still fun to get the word out there. People were sharing it. And um, we had a lot. I mean, bunch of entries, tons of entries. So good. very grateful for everyone who entered. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being a part of that. Um, we're going to do it again. I actually have uh, another one to give away. I don't know what we're going to do with that. Um, well, I might have a, I might have a, a, a third one here shortly to give away as well. Um, <laughs> and then we may be uh, giving some more stuff away in the new year. So um, you want to, I feel like with Google us. should be a sponsor. That, right. Um, the, <laughs> they, well, that would be great. Wouldn't it? Um, yes. great. The dollar so, sign. All you got to do to win really is just kind of follow us on all these things so that we can uh, know that you're out there and then you'll be notified when we do these kind of fun things. Uh, but anyway, we did the drawing to find out who won. And this is still on the screen, but uh, where you found out who won the uh, 4K. Uh, Google did. Um, oh, no. Wait, Google it. Stadia Premier Edition which I have in my hot little hands right now. Look this at that. Still in the shrink wrap. So it is. So it's shiny. Much, you can see my ring. You light can see the ring today. light. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it is an, it is a really fun little uh, device. It's really it's a nice cool device. to play games online. I enjoy it quite a bit. So let's, uh, let's get right to it. I want to uh, make sure that we announce the winner. Um, and it is uh, Rachel Boom. from Silvis, Illinois. Congratulations. Hey, congratulations, Woo. Rachel. Yay. You are going to be, yeah, this is going out in uh, uh, shipped to you tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully you will have it. Well so you'll get Christmas it next year. That's what you want. Yeah. Well, you know, with what's going on. <laughs> who, who knows? knows? Um, but yeah, all the way out in Illinois. Yeah. And, and I, 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 uh, checked on Facebook. I, I have no mutual friends with that person. So that is a perfect stranger. Do you know what I mean? That heard about us. So how cool is that? I mean, I'm going to do I, the Miposian dance of joy now. I was, there you go. I just expect, <laughs> thank you. Perfect Sorry. Friend. Yeah. I, um, I thought, uh, you know, I thought for sure it would end up, you know, being uh, an acquaintance of some sort, some a mutual connection friend. to yeah. us out there because it wouldn't get around enough, but it did. It got out all the way to Illinois, at least. No and, Kevin Bacon uh, for us. So that was fantastic. Thank you, uh, Rachel, for entering. I already uh, emailed her. She already got, she got back to me like right away. Excellent. Uh, so that's, A totally that's how different I knew. time zone. How about that? Right. That's how I, uh, that's how I knew her name because it was just through her email. You know what I mean? They don't put your names in there. Um, but she told me her name was Rachel and uh, she's getting that. So oh, that would have been awesome. mean, right? <laughs> Hi, my what's name's that? Utah. What, what's your email? Uh, markjoseph at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, yeah, but you, you don't have to put your name in there. You just put your email in and then you right. can do all the things. So um, I just send an email to that person and say, you won. And I know that some people, it's gonna they're going to get that. Uh, they're going to think it's fishing. Yeah, You're that a subject line. <laughs> You're a winner. <laughs> You're like, oh, thanks, Walmart. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I said you're World Gone Geek. And that was, so hopefully, and it Have was you from my official World Gone Geek email address. So speaking um, of phishing, I've been getting a lot of, hey, this is a USPS and your, your, your package is going to be sent back to sender if you don't click on this link and give us your credit card number and pay a buck. Right. And I'm like, wait, oh, clever. Almost had me. I've been getting a lot of weird stuff like that too. It's really, I mean, I think during the holidays, it's even worse. 
right? Right, because right, people right, right. are people, people have are sending a lot of stuff, stuff. right? Yep. Exactly. I've been getting them via text, even. Have you got? Yeah, that? I've been getting I've been getting texts too. Like, hey, yes, you need you need to pay this uh, redelivery fee, because, or it's going to be your package is going to be sent back to the sender. And I'm like, what package? Yeah. I also get like, oh, Amazon <laughs> owes you money. <laughs> Click this link. <laughs> that's a good one. Well, no, they all darn right they do, but that's a totally different topic. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find. I think I probably. Yeah, they're they're getting really. They're getting I mean, clever. I'm I have to, to get those right away, but we've got to give the scammers credit. They they're getting pretty pretty clever. You know, it used to just be you know the Nigerian prince has money holding for you or. You know, really, that's what it is. But the Nigerian prince, right? Right. Because, Darn you, Nigerian prince. Because that, that, that was that a got, common one. Do you remember that? that was, oh my gosh, all the time. Like no. he, he was going to come into an inheritance, and all he needed was American dollars. He wanted to like he wanted to American dollars, and you right. could keep some of it. And it was just like or some craziness like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you're so like, people fall a, for this. That became a a meme, obviously, because it was, did. Not a meme, but uh, well, I guess it's a meme. Yeah, I but think a, a meme. meme I, I think pe people, whenever or, they reference a spam or a scammer, like that Nigerian prince comes up every time. Yeah, or is it pronounced Mimi? Is it? It's no, I'm kidding. I, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's just now meme. You're, now because, you maybe question my no, own because, existence. Because, because the whole, I, th I think <laughs> meme is short for phenomenon, right? Isn't that what it is? It, 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 Wait, it comes, meme? It, it, meme is like de derived from phenomenon. That's a good question. So Richard Dawkins is the one who coined that, right? Oh, he did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's all I know about the history of the word meme. Right, 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 right. And that could even be wrong. Maybe that's a meme. Maybe it's a meme, a meme that got around a meme. that Richard Dawkins uh, created. <laughs> the meme. original meme. And he didn't create um, the meme. He coined the term. He coined the term. became this yep. phenomenon. Th became this thing. I did not know. But that, that's mean, what I always doesn't thought. doesn't fit in the word phenomenon, though. Does it? Isn't there like a meme? Isn't there some kind of phenomenon? Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Oh my gosh, that was my favorite word as a kid. Anemone. A sea anemone. A sea anemone? What kind of anima is that? Did you did have you those salt, words that you, you pronounced incorrectly water? every time when you were a kid? Yes. And then you, what, what's the, what, how old were you when, when you realized that uh, a word that you've been pronouncing wrong your entire life? Oh, like Pacific? <laughs> what did you used to say? Wait, the, the ocean or do you mean something in particular? Specific. And Specific. I said Pacific. You said Pacific? Like Pacific That's Ocean? Right. Yes. Pacifically speaking? Yeah, specifically speaking. I, I, uh, <laughs> let me think. Like um, my youngest sister, the one that lives with me, uh, <laughs> she, instead of saying, oh, she's going to be so mad at me. Uh, my mom would try to get her to say you, Y-O-U, and she would say Y-O-Me. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, and coin, she would say, instead of C-O-I-N, C-O-Y-N. And I love it. C-O-Y-N. C-O-Y-N. Yeah. Y-O-Y-N. Yeah, but the why oh me? Love uh, that. I think I mean I remember and my kids did this did this too. You know, I, I remember as a kid saying spaghetti. I always had that <laughs> for some reason I added the S to spaghetti and I don't know why. Um, library uh, was I've, another one. I said library. Oh, for, people still for a while. can't say library. And uh, so there's that. 
Um, what else? I don't know. Biopic, biopic, which way? Okay. If that's the case, then we can, on, we could go into the bagel bagel, tomato, tomato. Oh my gosh. Bagel? <laughs> who calls it a bagel? <laughs> I actually know somebody who does. Bagel. A bagel? It's bad. Really? Like a bagel? Yeah, with, I only say bagel when I'm messing with A bagel with, with cram chaz? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I could go into all the things that my kids, I guess if I don't identify which kid it was, they won't be too mad at me, but yeah. 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 I mean, you've so, got, yeah. The odds are, are against us. So. Right. Um, well, in my house, you know, I have six, so it could right, have been any of them. Right. Yeah. So good. Good luck guessing which one it was. I only know the three: Hannah, Libby, and Nathan. Yeah. Well, and you just named them. Don't do that. Oh, great. Now, great. That, now that you've narrowed <laughs> oh, it down, sorry. you've narrowed it down. Three, it might be one of those three, three. other ones. <laughs> he has six children. Now the uh, so um, don't forget Curly and was Mo. one. What what word do you think Buru meant? Buru? Buru. Buru. Uh, I think that means library. No. <laughs> Kangaroo. Oh, uh. Bureau. Oh, Bureau. Oh, Buru. Oh. Nice. So, yeah. English was, is uh, a bad language. Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> the Buru of Investigation. Um, that was a popular one. Um, Buru of Motor Vehicles. For some reason, one of my kids always said "amo" instead of "ammo" when we were talking. All of these, oh. by the way, came from video games. So <laughs> they were like playing yeah. video games, and the video game would, you know, have text. It was great. I mean, people don't realize like some video games really good at helping kids learn to read. Oh, absolutely, stuff, but, yeah. But at the absolutely. same time, the, you know, if there's a word they've never seen before, they're just gonna they're gonna, gonna try whatever it looks like. That's sounded out. Amo. So huh? that became yeah. And I'm out of amo. I don't reloading what some of the other ones were. Is there an AMO Is drop? One over there on the other side of the thing that can tell me. An anonymous Ooh, person on the other side. <laughs> they all left. Yes, don't say no. Um, yeah, there were some good ones. Kids are funny. I love them. Yeah, uh, I couldn't say yellow, so I just say Lello. 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 Well, Lello. Until when? Like, like, like two years ago? Today? No. Still? <laughs> no, I was like, you were little, like little. yeah, I was little. Oh, okay. Little. All right. My. My uh, the one that lives with me. I'm just telling all of her stuff. She's gonna be so <laughs> mad at me if she ever watches us. There was. I, uh, I, I'll admit, I was an adult who living in Florida when um, I I realized that I was saying fanatic wrong because what? I lived in Orlando and Orlando Magic had this team store called the Fan Attic. I'm like, oh, that's oh. weird. But I was saying it wrong. I wasn't saying fanatic. <laughs> I was saying fanatic. So I was like an adult. All right. By the time I figured yeah. that one out. So that, you know. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's a, good a good one. one. I like that one. Oh, jinx. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> inky pinky pops of Yeah. All right. I'll drink so that. um I have some uh Uh-oh. bad news. <laughs> Or at least so far, I have some bad news. Um, Technical difficulties. It is now 20 minutes uh, into our show and our guest is not here. Oh, no. So I don't know if there's been something. And this, what's so funny is this happened last time. (laughs) That's right. A mystery of, there's a mystery of. Only the last time it was my, well, it was Microsoft. It was uh, Outlook's fault. uh, Not Outlook. um, Windows Mail. Windows Mail. But. 
it was it was still dumb. Like it was like right. I had sent tons of emails to tons of guests, and they were literally still in a sense folder weeks later, and I had no idea. Right, they were um, never sent. And yeah. what's really strange, other emails were going because I I used I used Windows Mail Windows Mail for multiple emails. So I don't know if it was multiple email accounts. So I don't know if it was the oh, server for World Gone Geek that, that protect, was up. Right, that particular server. Maybe it was Windows mm-hmm. Mail. That Pacific server. But I'm like, why are these, I'm so surprised some of these people haven't got back to me. And then I like dug a little, Windows Mail is not uh, super user int- intuitive as to where your, you know, folder, you know, where that stuff goes. Correct. And finally yes. I found the sent folder and there was a ton of emails in there. And I mean, like at least a dozen and uh, two of them were to him. Um, there, there was another one. Uh, oh, there wasn't there uh, one with Rocky too? Was, was it Rocky? Yeah, Rocky's didn't go out, right? Yeah. Rocky ended up uh, still making it on the show. Thankfully we found Thank- this before Rocky's uh, episode, but yep. uh, yeah. So it felt really bad. And I thought, oh my gosh, this guy's never going to come on the show again. But I emailed him and I said, dude, I'm really sorry. This is an error. Um, unfortunately, you and several other guests got hosed by uh, this email that I, I didn't send because it, <laughs> it got stuck. And I apologize. And he was he was super fine about it. He's like, yeah, it's just no problem. Give me some more dates. So I sent him our calendar and he picked this date and is supposed to be here. And so, well, you know, we'll keep yet. on we'll keep on going and hopefully he shows, yeah. up. He shows up. I mean, you know, yeah. Because that's, um, that's what we do. That is what we do. So last time we ended up <laughs> talking about what if, and because I made the joke, what if your guest doesn't show? This is right. what we do. We talk about, right. well, what if has been over now for mm. many, uh, a couple months. So that's not something we can talk about. But right. I suppose we could do a potpourri episode. We haven't done one in a long time. I don't think Potpourri. we've done one this whole this whole season, except for the what if episode um, where we just kind of talk about what's going on in pop culture news. Um, so we're going to do that tonight until he shows. And if he does great, if he doesn't, I'll see if I can get him back on again. Um, yeah. I mean, well, stuff we'll, happens. These guys we'll are keep busy. a we'll Hawkeye just, out for him. Yeah. Hawkeye. I was going to bring that up too. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll reach out to him again. Hopefully we can, we can make this happen. Um, you know, he's really uh, cool and, and, uh, likes to, you know, has done a bunch of these. Um, but we just can't seem to get, connect for some reason on the time. So who knows what could have happened? Like I said, these guys are super busy and, um, uh, I'm just grateful that he was willing. So hopefully we can, we can reschedule. We've got um, his contact info. That's right. So I'm going to re we'll reschedule. If it happens, it'll probably won't be till February. Cause we are booked guys. We are booked all the way through February. I'm so excited. About 2022. Yeah. We have a guest, um, every, uh, week except for Christmas week. We're taking that off. Um, and then we have, uh, um, uh, all of January filled now, except for New Year's Eve, I think is a Sunday, right? Is New Year's Eve a Sunday? Yeah. No. January 2nd is January yeah, 2nd is a January Sunday. Second. So I think we're still doing, we might be doing one that way. I don't remember, but um, I have to look at the calendar again. Um, I think I might have us off both those weeks uh, just so we can have a little break into the new year. But um, we've got a lot of fun guests coming up. We got. Um, we're not doing so a new year's. We're not going to ring in the new year's. <laughs> we're going to get clear. No, I couldn't. I got to do that with my family, but uh, we could have an episode around seven. And what, you know, we could. Oh, wait, New Year's is not a Sunday, though. That's, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. I don't know. We can figure it out. Nah, I'm just. 
Um, next week, though, we've got Mark Cooper. He is a uh, uh, hip hop artist and a nerdcore enthusiast. Um, uh, not just uh, hip hop, but he's just a, a you know a very musically talented guy. And if you've never listened to his music, check it out on Spotify. Uh, do some homework. Listen to to his music before he comes next week, because dude, he is really good, like really good. So I can't wait uh, to have him on the show. Um, the week I'm after nodding. that, yeah, the week after that, we've got um, <laughs> Afro Duck Studios. Those are the guys making a, a, a making that game. game. Um, mm-hmm. that is one of the first kind of, uh, African centered, uh, RPG type of, uh, adventure. So that's exciting. Um, Loving so all this. Do this with a culture. Yeah. Right. Loving um, it. very cool. So it's very exciting. We're hoping, uh, so we're going to fill out the rest of this month, uh, with those guests. It's going to be very exciting. But now since earlier I had some, some bad news, guess what I have now? Good news. I have some very good news. Guess who's in the green room right now? Leo's water bottle on our show. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go ahead and do my intro. So today's guest is part of a hip hop duo that exploded onto the scene in 1993 with one of the defining songs of the decade. You heard it in 1993. It's been living rent free in your head ever since. I promise that it doesn't take too much (laughs) to bring it back roaring into memory, especially since it's found its way into films, television, and most recently even commercials. It's been a pop culture mainstay for over three decades. Guys, this is is some of these uh, statistics. It went platinum again and again, multi-platinum, over 7 million copies sold to date. Number one on the hot R&B, number two on the hot 100, 16 weeks at number one on Billboard. Um, I think it's safe to say that they had a hit single on their hands, which also then became a platinum selling album. And now thanks to Geico, it's making another resurgence in the pop culture and one of my favorite commercials of late. Uh, the scoop, <laughs> there it is, Geico commercial, um, which I gotta admit, guys, we've talked about this this commercial on the show before. Yep. It's one of the most pure and unadulterated good feeling commercials I've seen in a long time. Seriously, it's like the Ted Lasso of commercials. Every time it's on, you have to smile. Like it's so fun. Very wholesome. Feel good. Yeah. Um, so guys, it's my pleasure and absolute honor to welcome platinum recording artist, actor, and voice actor, DC, the brain Supreme Glenn. Welcome to the show. There he is. How are you, sir? Oh, I can't hear your mic. Uh Oh, are you muted? No, not yet. We can see you. Nope, still can't hear him. <laughs> this is okay. This is what we're used to. We have technical difficulties all the time. Yeah, it wouldn't be World Gone Geek. <laughs> right. That's our show. <laughs> How about now? No, nope. I still don't hear you. No, no. None of us hear him? No. I'm not getting it. No. I've turned him all the way up on this end, too. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna screaming. do. We're gonna do charades. Maybe. Yeah. We, okay. I could read lips. Noses. Yes, I can. That's what which I'm is trying. Fine, which is fine for the live show. But oh, since this, should be doing since this. Most of our audience is podcast listeners. They don't get to see it. Say that again. You're gonna reconnect. Yeah. There you go. He's yep. gonna reconnect. All right. Yeah, we'll give that. So a shot. our podcast listeners at home right now are going. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, our guest is uh, DC Glenn. 
it wouldn't be a World Gone Geek show if there weren't technical difficulties. That's right. What do you think about that, Leah? Obviously, he could hear us because, you know what I mean? I can see him kind of responding. (laughs) The live version is even better. What's up with that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, for those of you listening at home, (laughs) we just were doing that sort of, you know, uh, sign language with uh, DC Glenn here uh, as he's trying to figure out his mic situation. He'll be back, hopefully. And you know what? I have full faith in the Brain Supreme figuring it out. Yeah, I'm sure. He'll no, be. no. All I right. do know sign, some sign language. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see if we can, if he's back. Well, this week, hopefully, we see. Hey, there we yeah. go. There's a. There he is. Welcome to the show, sir. Woo, Sunday nights, nice, right? Right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh! If you only knew the history of of uh, of technical difficulties that we have trying to make this show happen. Hey, <laughs> this is just part for the, we're, we're used to it. You're, it's, it's fine. You're, because I do so many interviews, oh, sure. podcasts and whatnot, that there are so many different platforms that you got to switch and make sure this is on, yep. that's off. And the best way to do it is when in doubt, just restart and then just there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it, it just, we're, we're fresh. We're fresh. How are you guys doing this evening? Oh my gosh, we're so good. And we're so much better now that you're here. We're grateful that you uh, uh, came to spend some time with us. We I can't I wait to talk. Out before we get started, I got to get something yeah. off my chest. One thing. Okay. Sprinkle! <laughs> there it is. Hey. <laughs> there it is. Dude, I am not, I am not joking. Like that commercial, <laughs> when I saw that commercial for the first time, like just how happy that couple is and how you know what I mean just the yeah. now the daughter's not too pleased but <laughs> just the the <laughs> sheer joy of just dancing you guys showing up and making ice cream like that commercial is I've, I've been saying that sheer since genius. that commercial came out and when when I saw that you were you know someone who was kind of making the podcast circuit I was like I gotta get him on the show oh yeah so, oh yeah I've had a ball I mean in it, in it, it, it's funny because People will think this is a Phoenix from the ashes type story. And it's really not. <laughs> we've been, no, we've you've been, been around. We're still here. And yeah. I mean, we've been doing shows. I mean, but this, this is a, this is a great bookend. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is a, or, or great, um, I say IV shot, <laughs> IV drip. You know what I'm sure. <laughs> it's like I'm just so full of energy and every, I mean, the sheer variety of things we get to do. I just got back from Thanksgiving Day parades. This is the first wow. I've been able to just breathe in like months. So, oh my goodness. Wow. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, yeah, we appreciate it. Definitely. So, since we've got you here, we'd love to mm-hmm. kind of just kind of hear about your journey as a, uh, as a, um, you know, how your musical journey started, like where you grew up and how you got into doing music in the first place. Well, from Denver, Colorado, and uh, I met Steve in high school, 11th grade. He had a band that used to play in the uh, quad. And I wanted to be in his band. And then um, I used to work in a truancy office where um, it was the, the choir was down the hall. I wanted to be in the school choir. And then I went to my first high school dance and I saw two turntables and a microphone used by mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have got to have that. <laughs> and shortly thereafter, I had all three and I graduated high school, went to Sac State University in California and started honing my talents as a DJ, um, a rapper, singer, and, um, you know, uh, production and everything that 
had to do with everything that I wanted in life, which was just music. Wow. And I got very good at it. I did all the frat parties. I started working all the clubs in Chicago and you know, not Chicago, but Sacramento and class instead of studying, I was writing lyrics. Uh, <laughs> Mixtapes. I was, I was just all in. Right. And went to visit Steve in Atlanta because he was going to, to the art Institute in Atlanta. And I fell in love with Atlanta, Georgia, and I knew that I was going to move to Atlanta. So packed up all my stuff, moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And I'd had a job with CNN, but they took me to this club called Magic City. It was an adult entertainment club, and the DJ was drunk that night. <laughs> and I remember I was like, this is horrible. I could DJ here. And I went to the owner. I was like, you need a DJ. He's like, come see me Monday. So I went and seen him Monday. He's like, I don't need a DJ, but I need a cook. Can you cook? I was like, yeah. But what else is that? You could be the cook and you could be you could be our chef, and then we'll uh, you could be the backup DJ because I need two cooks. So I went upstairs. I think I cooked the order of chicken wings and two salads. And the daytime DJ was like, "Hey man, can you can you work for me? I got some errands to run." And he let me on his turntables. And those girls made more money in that day. And <laughs> down uh, 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 I know that's right. DJ, right and. We had a meeting that Sunday because first of every Sunday they would have a meeting with all the staff and the girls got up and said, before we get started, we want him. And I've been a head DJ at every club that I've been at for the last 30 years. Wow. So the fate. And the beauty of DJing at the club, especially strip club, is that you get to play your own music. And I'm mm. playing my own music and I'm popular and everybody knows me. I got the, you know, I, this is when Atlanta was just starting. This is when... Deion Sanders was was signed. This is when the Braves were starting to win their first, you know, going to the playoffs a lot. This is when um, Bobby Brown got there, L.A. Reid, Babyface, all these people, we all got there together. And I'm in the hottest club in the city, so I know everybody. And I'm playing my records, but we were hip-hop, and we were down south in the land of bass. And there was no way we were going to get out of down south without making up-tempo bass music. So I went to Steve. I was like, look, man, we got to make some up-tempo stuff. And he was like, I love this bass, but I, I I just can't. It's hard for me to make that stuff. And I was like, let's just take it back to the, to the essence, which is, to, to me, the essence of hip-hop is Planet Rock. You know, Egyptian Lover, mm. those electronic records early in the day. Craftwork, uh, right? Mm -hmm. Our first attempt at making an up-tempo record was Womp There It Is. Your first attempt? <laughs> The first attempt, and these people think it was a big Manhattan project. They thought we had lab coats on, working on theorems and geometry, and it had to be this, and it had to be that, and it was just a song about guys chasing women on a Friday night and having and drinking and having a good time. The same pieces of every country song, rock and roll song, blues there you go. song, hip-hop song, every genre of the song across the board. And I'll never forget that I played it for the first time after we got out of the studio. It was August of 92. And to this day, I played off cassette. To this day is the big mm. response on any record I have ever played in my DJ career. And I've been DJing for 30 years. Wow. Mm. Right? What a way to start. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. And, that's impressive. You know, we had, I had other records, but my hubris as a young guy, I was like, well, every record I make is going to be like this. So, <laughs> there it is, right? And our other records were okay because everybody loved me, so they like they like my records anyway. But I hadn't played Wombat about three or four months. I played it again, 
And the same thing happened. And that's when I knew. And that day, one of the uh, you know, record reps, right? Every region, back then it was New York and LA. That was it when it had came to you know working records. Right. So one of the record reps for Columbia Records, Rodney, not Rodney Terry, but um, uh, what was his name? Alan Cole. He was like, what is that, man? I was like, that's my new record, dog. And he was like, man, give me that. I'm taking that to New York. I'm going up to New York next week. I'm going to let them hear this. Take it up to New York. Two days later, I'm talking to Columbia Records. And I'm talking to Epic Records. And I'm talking to A&M Records. And I'm talking to all the record labels. And everybody's like, we love it. We love it, but we don't know what to do with it. And everybody's playing with it, right? And I almost gave up. And a young lady named Lisa McCall, who worked for Mercury Records, like, you need to talk to Al Bell. He put out Daisy Dukes the year before, and that's a bass record, and it went gold. And for those who don't know, in the beginning of soul music, there were three record companies, Motown, Billy Internet, and Stax Records. Al Bell Records, right? So, you know, I found this out later, but he knew how to work records, no matter what the record. And I gave him a call. Took about two weeks to call me back. I actually forgot. And um, I was like, look, dude, I got a hit record. Everybody playing with my emotions. You really (laughs) need to sign us. You do not need to miss out on this opportunity. And I said, I'm in the hottest club in the country. You got to sign us. He was like, okay. I was like, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Don't don't play with me. (laughs) I was like, you haven't even heard the record. And he was like, and to this day, I'll never forget these words. He said, brother, I don't have to hear the record. I hear it in your spirit. Wow. Let's get this thing moving. I gave my two weeks in Magic City, signed a messed up record deal, and a month and a half, we were platinum. And the rest is here. Wow. That's crazy. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So quick. So quick. It was instant. So that's that's nuts. I mean, that's I mean, it's gotta be everybody's uh, story is different. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, that's why I don't, you know, I tell people, I was like, it's just about your hustle. If you want something, hustle will be there. Like I, I got yeah. saying, I took what I take it from. I took I took it from uh Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, but I just use hustle. Hustle finds a way. Uh, <laughs> you know, nice. You're not wrong. <laughs> I see it. You know what I mean? It's not, as long as you hustle, play offense, keep moving forward, look at the glass half full instead of half empty things gravitate to you that you can turn into other things that keep growing. And you plant those seeds. And I planted so many seeds throughout my career, I stand before you in a forest of opportunity, unimaginable. Right? Because I put in the work. You know what I'm saying? And, indeed, you know, I could have folded. I could have turned old and bitter because I had a messed up record contract, but I took that opportunity to basically turn it into a paralegal. It's like, hey, let me learn how this works. Right? Let me learn what... Mm ocean is. Let me learn what discovery is. Let me learn what this legal jargon is. Let me see what they're doing fighting each other. There was two co- record companies fighting over us. The rights to whom it is. And that lasted for 17 years. And wow. when it came my day for court, I had a big box of discovery, gave it to my lawyer, and we prevailed because I put in that work over all those years. Like I've never... I'm different. Right. I really am mm-hmm. different. And I just don't quit ever. Ever. That's good advice. I, I'll be I'll be singing whoop there it is till they're gonna put <laughs> a little chair. I'll be blind. 
the whole album. <laughs> That's good stuff. No doubt. So who were uh, some of your musical influences? For me, it, it was more so. Okay, so for me, there were so many because being a DJ, I mean, that time. I would order all my records from different regions of the country. I would order from New York. I would order from D.C. I would order from L.A. I would order from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So I got Peter Piper when it first came out. I got all those New York records that were on white labels, MC Shan, all those old school artists, right? Mm. I got all the brand new N.W.A. and Easy e stuff down in L.A. Mm -hmm. I got all the, the freestyle music from, you know, San Francisco, the Bay Area and Miami, right? I got every piece of music from all around and what it did is, is it didn't it influenced me to be a better DJ right because if I'm a better DJ I understand music more and understand more how to make it and for me but the most influential records were the uptempo electronical records I, you know Al Nafish Planet Rock Kraftwerk mm -hmm. record, Egyptian Lover Egypt Egypt even Dr. Dre's first record in, in California was a huge hit People laugh at it now because he was in a sequence, you know, shirt with a doc and stethoscope. But <laughs> you know, that's right. So my friend said, "Shout out to the crate diggers." Hey, the crate diggers. Hey, I still got my crates in storage, gathering dust. Because hey, I know that <laughs> when if something happens where it, it almost happened this time, when Planet Earth is about to be at the end, I'm gonna have my records and I'm gonna be DJing. Period. There you go. I'm, I can't yes. get rid of my tribe. And I just can't. <laughs> you still have you still have all of them. Every, every single one. Single record that I used to DJ with. I wow. I got every. I got everything. And I'm proud of that, right? Because, I mean, it, like if I played them now, they just sound horrible because they got they were worn. They got scratches, right? Back then it was good sure. because that's where mm -hmm. we were in sound. Like my father. Right. He was like, I got this old video cassette. I want you to make it look better. I was like, all right. And it was on VHS. And I, I put it in. And on TV, he's like, how come it don't look no better? I was like, because that was the acceptable best it looked in 1980. Right? Now, nothing looks good that was back then now. Right? <laughs> think about it. Everything you see on television from back in the day has to be refurbished or whatever. It looks like crap. So this, that's how my, all my records are. They're all scratched up. They're all, I was trying to clean them and I was like, there's no hope for this vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I have them because they're good memories, right? So, I mean, I, first and foremost, I will always be a DJ. Always. Hmm. Incredible. So, I mean, I'm very curious, like, around that time, obviously, you know, you had there were a lot of uh, black representation, you know, mm -hmm. but as, as a child, you know, that's looking to you, what is that, you know, what does that, that representation mean to you? Um, and as far as if you have any, and if you have any advice for young artists, you know, I know you said hustle, but yeah, I know the game has changed also. No, so. no it hasn't. The game is however you can get it. Right. Okay. So think about it. However, you can get it. I don't care what it is. And it is, but see, there's rules to be, to, see, I'm, like I said, I'm different. Right. So there's mm -hmm. rules to this. Right. One, there is no quick pro quo. So I can't go do something. And therefore, this is supposed to happen. Because when you do something and you expect for something to happen, 
that's a quid pro quo. And then that's what makes you quit. Right. You cannot have your emotions tied to what you're doing. Then you have to educate yourself. Right. And I'm not talking about just educate yourself. I have I've coined a phrase called learn how to learn. It is not enough to just learn. You got to learn how to learn. Right. Example. I get a long email. After the first two sentences, I'm daydreaming. And I get to the end, I'm like, damn, I didn't even read none of this damn email, right? So every time I get something <laughs> that's like that or something I have to read, I dump it in the AI. Now the AI reads it back to me. I'm reading along with it. Now I'm retaining all the information. Therefore, I have learned how to learn to retain information quicker, faster, better. Right? Mm-hmm. I often tell young cats, I was like, if you want to learn about something, join an organization. Right. Because the organizations are filled with people who have been doing what they love 20, 30, 40 years. And, you know, is is a beautiful story right here during the pandemic. The Geico commercials going, you know, just popped. I'm like, man, what can I do? Because I can't go do shows. So I'm like, what can I do? And let me get a publicist for my acting and my voiceover. So all the publicists were home. They were like, we don't know what to do with it. We couldn't, you know, we can't figure this out. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, <laughs> let me go join an organization so I can be my own damn publicist. And I joined the Public Relations Society of America. Two days in, this is Super Bowl week. I'm on a podcast with the CEO of this PR firm. And I raised my hand. I'm like, our press release is still relevant because I had a press release in the hole that I wanted to drop. But some told me not to drop it. And they were like, well, what's it for? I'm like, well, I'm kind of featured in a... National Geico commercial calls. Scoop, there it is. And I just look at the chat and it's like, no, that's not him. That couldn't be. Wait a minute, man. That's a great commercial. Dude, my love, my my mom loves that commercial. My dog loves that commercial. Blew the entire Zoom call up, right? And the moderator is like, all right, all right, back to DC's question to the CEO. Our press release is relevant. And this CEO, beautiful lady, was like, yes, because the whole last year has been COVID. Every story has been about COVID. The whole last year, every story has been political. And here you guys come spinning scoops, throwing sprinkles, and DC, you'll smile. Of course, that press release is going to work. You're going to go here for all the publicists. You're going to go here for all the TV talk shows. You're going to go here for all the journalists. You're going to go here all the podcasts. You're going to make sure your pitches like this. She gave me the entire breath of her experience as a publicist in 10 minutes. And it has changed my life forever. And it is the reason that I'm talking to you good folks right now. Right? That's fantastic. So you have, you have to figure out what you need to do. Right? I, at, in early, you know, my, my life revolves around traumatic instances to where I didn't look at the glass half empty. I looked at it as half full. Or I used that traumatic incident to say that'll never happen to me again. And when we had discrepancies with the money back in the 90s, I was like, that'll never happen to me again. And I became a licensed commodities broker and I learned about finance, right? And I tell you, I got good at it and I'm DJing at night and I'm doing finance. And then I started saying, hey, I'm going to start running my life like a corporation. Well, how do you run your life like a corporation? I didn't know. I just did it, right? What kind of corporation are you going to be? Well, well, what, what, what do you got to do? We'll help to get your credit fixed. Okay, fix my credit. Okay, well, how can you, you know, I just started the whole self-help journey about finding the knowledge I needed so these traumatic things in my life will never happen again because the only person that can 
you know, the only person that can have control over what happens to me is me. Everybody got a choice, right? So back to your question, because, you know, I get to talking. I, get to talk. I feel like you could be a motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, and I'm... I am. That's the funny <laughs> thing about I am. I was going to say. Back to your question, what I tell the kids, I said, you know, people come to me all the time. Or people like, hey, my niece trying to do this. And they, everybody come to me. And I'll be like, okay. Um, I have this folder or this book. Read that book. If you can't read or don't like to read, I got a video in there. Look at that video. Call me back and we'll talk. And I tell you, 98% of the people don't even call me back. Because so right? It's like, wait a minute, am I supposed to go to the club? Am I supposed to be in these streets and be rapping to everybody? Am I supposed to do this and that and that? I'm like, read that book and come back and talk to me. Because I got to know if you're serious or not. If you can't read a little book and come back and talk to me about it, even if you don't understand, with a platinum artist. So every mm-hmm. now and then one, one person does it. It's a guy named Cordell. He's an army veteran. He had post-traumatic stress disorder. He raps to get his demons out. And it's brilliant. Because you talk about gangster rap, you talk about foxhole stories. In the form of rap, I said, do you know how much you can help your fellow comrades? Do you know how much you can help your fellow servicemen? So mm-hmm. he was like, well, what I got to do? I got to go to the club. like, no, nah, read this book. It took him about a month. And he was like, hey, man, I, I read the book. I kind of get it, but I don't. I still don't understand what I was like. I'm, let me explain it to you. And I explained it to him. He was like, I still I get it. But I was like, you don't understand that I have full confidence now that you will never get taken advantage of in the music industry. Because I give you the back end first. Right. The front end is the money, the girls, the cars, the fame, all that stuff. But it's what the question is, what do you have after all that fades? Because it will fade. Mm -hmm. And I gave him the back end and the back end is your music publishing. The back end is the rights to your song. The back end is only your thing, because even if you have a mediocre record, you can eat off of it for the rest of your life. It turns into a pension plan. Right. But nobody wants to hear that. Right. Everybody wants to be a star. Everybody wants to be, everybody wants a million, you, you know, YouTube views or, uh, views or a million likes. And I'm like, you don't need a million people to like you. You just need 2,000 to pay you. <laughs> that's, that's the honest truth. No, that's... <laughs> a million people like you or 2,000 people paying you. Consistent. Yeah. Right, everybody's going to pick the two thousand, the two thousand people paying you, right? I mean, exactly. unless unless you're just ignorant and want the fame, think that fame equals dollars because fame doesn't equal dollars. Fame equals a bunch of people looking at you, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, these are the things that I think about in my life and through my self help journey throughout the two thousands. I end up running my life like a corporation. I end up, you know, I I was always a DJ because I had to go back to DJing, but it was easy money, so. And I, I, I knew finance so I could take the money and make it work for me. But then I was at the club and I'm, I, there was this one self-help book. This guy wanted to own a pie shop. And he went and worked at a pie shop. And he was a busboy and he did the inventory and he became the pie cook and everything. And then he quit. Then he opened up his own pie shop. Then he franchised the pie shop. Then he sold it for $20 million. He mm. that process getting in the corridor, right? See... 
And this is what I tell people who don't like their jobs. Like, I can't stand my job, my job, this, my job, that. I said, you missing the beauty of it all. I said, learn how to do every job that's in that job. Learn how to do her job. Learn how to do your manager's job. Learn how to do the boss's job. Learn how to do every job. Not because of the company or because you're trying to kiss butt or none of that. You're doing it for you. Because when you do that, you make yourself invaluable. I'm not okay. I'm your light guy. I'm your sound guy. I do your voiceover for your radio spots. I do your television commercials. I do your fashion photography for the girls. I come up with your marketing strategies. I do all these things. I will mop and I will vacuum the club if I have to. I keep the DJ booth clean, right? <laughs> and what I'm doing is making myself invaluable. And when you make yourself invaluable, say the boss comes to you he's like, hey, such and such is ain't here and I need somebody to do this. I got it. I got it. And even if they don't keep you or the company foes, what is just happens is that you don't put so many tools in your toolbox that your transition to the next bigger thing is easier. Mm-hmm. And people don't see that. Everybody want to complain. Mm-hmm. Everybody want because they want the, oh, look, they're, they're, the easy way. Yeah, right. they all see. They all see the end result. This what kills me. Yeah, these young kids they just they into instant gratification. I said, you old people's in the instant gratification too. <laughs> it ain't just <laughs> on them. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. You, you can't do that, right? Because there is no <laughs> instant gratification, right? Because you can't do it for that. You have to, this is, you know, for me, I'm, you know, I, I said I'm a hustler and I am, and I love it. I've, I've always got hustles in the hole because when you work in the clubs and hustle in the clubs, Somebody's always trying to steal your hustle or copy you, right? So if I, you know, if I do something and everybody copies and they're like, ha ha, I got your hustle. I'm like, good job. Because here's my next hustle. Catch me if you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that shark mentality. Yeah, I got 10 incubators with tons of hustles being prepared. And then people are like, man, DC, you can't, you know, you a jack of all trades, master of none. I'm like, you know, and they, it used to bother me back in the day until I realized that you live long enough, hustle hard enough, learn how to learn and play offense. You become masterful at those trades and they all turn into one big ball to serve you in ways you can never imagine. Right? Mm. Because you start gaining mastery at those things. So now instead of a toolbox, you got a tool shed. Instead of a tool shed, you now got an Ace Hardware. Home Depot's kind of far-fetched. But now I'll, I'll, I'll take the old school Ace Hardware because anything that happens to you in life, you've got a tool to fix it. you got a tool to adapt to it. you got a tool to overcome it, right? Then there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing no one can tell you. There's nothing anyone can say to you about what you do, right? I put out a post yesterday just to see. DC, the brain supreme NFTs coming soon. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. Do you know how many people have been calling me? Because I am, I am into crypto, but I'm not like everybody getting into crypto. I'm like, <laughs> let me study crypto for six months and figure this thing out inside out and then crush it. Right. Because I've got coaches now. I got people who know this inside out and I just pay them. And it's not a lot. You're like, well, you got the money to pay him. It's not a lot. 100 bucks a month. Are you? 
All you got to do is ask people nicely and you'll be surprised what you get back. Hey, sir, I don't understand SEO. Can you please help me? I need your help. I got you. Because 2011, everybody thought Barack Obama was in our video because of one little frame that looked like it was L.A. Snow from Deuce. It looked like Barack Obama. Gawker <laughs> made an article about it. Now I'm getting calls from New York Times. Now I'm on ABC, NBC, CNN the whole week. <laughs> but I was pissed because at the end of the week I had lint in my pocket. I had nothing to show for it. Mm. And I had to do I had to do autopsy. And I was like, why is that? Because I didn't have a web presence. And I said, that'll never happen again. And back then, you type in tag team, it was all wrestling. You type in tag team today. It's all tag team because I learned SEO, search engine optimization and digital. I know that's right. Right. Yeah. That's so- it took me 10 years. It's still t- it, it, it's an ongoing thing. It never stops, right? I know mm-hmm. how to make websites. I know how to pick my keywords. I know how to do ske- uh, schema, JSON, LD. I know Wikidata. I write Wikipedia pages, right? Because Google gives you the recipes of how, it, you know, of how to feed the bot. Because it's a robot. It's not, I hear people all the time. Yeah, man, the algorithm don't like me, man. That's why I can't get my videos played. I'll just be like, it's a robot. It ain't got no It don't right. care about you. You just got to feed the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, Google, Google's telling you, these are the recipes to feed the robot. And my, th- my thinking is, because I'm different, well, what you going to be? A short order cook or five-star Michelin chef? Hmm. No five-star Michelin chef when it comes to SEO. Right. And I can do things and impose my will and get in front of people and work press releases and do things that other people can't imagine because they do it once and they say, well, that didn't work. I, I can't do it no more. It all works. You just have to figure out how it works for you. Right. I drop press release after press release after press release. But I do it in a way to where. You got your headline. You can only do it when you have a good headline, right? One of the headlines was uh, Tag Team Continues to Inspire as Grand Marshals of the Talladega 500 in NASCAR. Tag Team with the Grand Marshals of NASCAR, blah, blah, blah. But now, once I get into it, what a press release is a Trojan horse for me. DC's active. DC's doing this. DC's doing that. DC's going to be here. He's going to do that. He wants this. Cast director, you need to holler. Dave Leona, he wants to be in The Mandalorian. Let's go. DC want to be in. <laughs> Boom, right? And I do that every, I do it every end up like, look, because I had a meeting with my agents and they said, well, DC, what do you want? This was like right before the Geico commercial dropped. And I was like, you guys do a great job because I'm humble, right? And it's like, no, DC, what do you want? What kind of roles do you want? I was like, look, y'all do a great job. I get a lot of auditions. We good. They said, DC, what is your bucket list? I said, oh, that is a different question. That is a different First question. Thing I said, I said, I want to be in the Mandalorian. Uh, we got to make that yeah, happen. Said, oh, yeah. Star Wars, live anime, live or animate, you know, live action animation, right? Because I do voiceover. I can, I can do any voice that you want me to do when it comes to animation. I can be commercial. I can do movie trailer. I can do anything this week on NBC. I can do anything I want to get because <laughs> to, get, to get this good at voiceover, to get mastery over my voice, right? So I throw out things like that, and you just never know how it's going to come back to you, but I don't expect 
you know, I like I do. I did that with the Dan Patrick show. Threw it out there, and so you know, some people like, why'd you? You know, you think you know they're gonna call you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't care. I'm not even thinking about it. I just threw it out there. But you know, stranger things have happened. Somebody might be listening. Like, hey, do you know the guy in the Geico commercial that does the sprinkles? Yeah, my kids love that commercial. He wants to be in the Mandalorian. Call his agent. You never know how it happened, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. You never That's know. That's true. And I'm not married to it, and I'm not emotionally attached to it. I just throw, I what do they call them, trial balloons, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You throw it in the universe, right? And you don't know. It's basically planting a seed. You don't know how that seed is going to grow. You don't know if it's going to be a shrub, if it's going to be a tree, if it's going to be, you know, weeds. You don't know how long it's going to take to grow. You don't know how it's going to come back to you and, and drop fruit on you, Right. But what I do know is that I, 28 years ago, I planted a seed called Womp. There it is. And now it's a sequoia. (laughs) I see things totally different. So when I talk to young people, I have their attention. Mm -hmm. Because, and for a minute, I couldn't figure out, I asked my voiceover coach, why why, why do people listen to me? It's like, because you're not telling people stuff from a book. You're telling people things that you do and that they see you do. You say, every time you tell me something, DC, two months later, it's done. And I'm just like, how did that happen? And it's just, I just, you know, and and you got traditionalists out there who see me do all this stuff now. They're like, DC, you can't do everything. You're going to have to get a, uh, you're going to have to get a, a, a assistant. You're going to have to do this. DC, you can't do everything. And I just, okay, maybe I can't do everything. But I show enough can be prepared for everything. Mm. Ooh, yeah, that's good. I'm just looking at them like, you just disapproved of (laughs) something that I said. And now you approve of the same thing I said, just said a different way. (laughs) Preparation is doing everything. Right? All I do Mm -hmm. is prepare. I don't care about, if it happened, it happened. If it don't, it don't. But as long as I'm preparing, when I'm preparing more, it might have unintended consequences. I call them collateral sprinkles. Unintended <laughs> help you, right? You never know. And that happens to me. There's five things I want to talk to you about right now that I can't talk to you about because I'm on a non-disclosure agreement. Oh. Right? Like, I hustle. When I say I hustle, I hustle. I, one of those. If I don't react like I did with the Obama and learn SEO, because in the middle of the pandemic, I get a call from my agent. Hey, DC, you just booked a Geico commercial. I'm like, Lena, do not play with my emotions. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I haven't even auditioned for a Geico commercial. Right. How did that happen? Like, like it was just with like, DC. They <laughs> wanted tag team. And I was like, oh, check the tag team hotline. There it was. And they didn't wait for me to call them back. They went and found me. I made myself easy to find, right? Huh. And they went to my IMDB, got my agent's number, called my agent. The synergy was incredible. I let my agent make the deal because now I don't got to get lawyers on. I got to do nothing but let them rock it. Tell them what the situation is. And to date in my life, it is the biggest, most lucrative deal I have ever made in my life. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, that's amazing. You see what I'm saying? Now, good for you. They would have found us, but I'm saying 
if I don't do what I do, some of these things are not possible. Mm-hmm. Right. If I don't fill out all my profiles right, if I don't do all these things to where people can link all these things up to where we can have conversations to where I can get what I need. These things don't happen if I don't stay proactive and hustle and keep going. Today, I'm, I'm building I'm building DCGlenn.com. Right. Tomorrow, I can tell you because it's almost tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tag Team is going to be on the cover of Ad Week magazine. Nice. The biggest advertising magazine in the world. My life is about to change. I was just That's on amazing. television last week. I was just on television show three weeks. I got four TV shows coming next year. I got two movies coming next year. I audition constantly. I'm getting better. I do lots of voiceover. It's too much, but I'm having to time my life because I do a little bit of everything I love to do. Right? That's interesting. Yeah. I do a little bit of everything I love to do. Now, I was just something to crypto. Now, now, now we're starting to suffer because I'm a crackhead for crypto. Not in, <laughs> not in the sense of I'm doing it like every because everybody sees crypto as just coins. They're playing it like slot machines. They have no idea why they're buying these entities, right? Right. And I said, you know, and I did that at first for a little bit, but then I said, wait a minute, stop. What is the real reason this thing even exists? And it's like there are underlying technologies under each token. So this is almost like angel investing for technology where the average person can get on and in on it if they do their homework and learn what it is. But most people don't. Most people's hoping and praying. The market's down today. The market's up today. They're chasing it. It's like, well, it's going up. Let's buy it. Well, it's going down. What are you you're getting slaughtered? Right. When I'm I'm just sitting back, I'm learning it inside out. I'm watching where the smart money goes. Remember, I'm a licensed commodities broker. I used to trade Forex. It was too fast for me. I got slaughtered back in the day. Hmm. And it took me this long to get back into finance like that to where I said, okay, because I thought I did. And you know what? How it happened? I did a podcast with a financial professor. He teaches finance in school. And he had heard that I was a licensed commodity. He's like, I got to hear that story. A rapper, a <laughs> And we had such a good conversation that it, it changed me. And I called him a week later. And I was like, just to pick his brain. And then he ended up telling me, I, you know, I, I control like $75 million worth of money. And this is my portfolio. And boom, boom, boom. And I was like, I got 40 customers. I keep it small. I was like, you want 41? And now he's my financial mm. advisor. But at the same time, it got me back into crypto because I said to myself, what if I had to not have stopped and just kept studying? Then I would have saw Bitcoin in 2010, bought a hundred Bitcoin for 50 bucks a piece and, and been straight for the rest of my life. You mm-hmm. know, should have, right? Mm-hmm. And what I tell people all the time, and this is what the pandemic made me realize, there are no mistakes. There are no missed opportunities. As long as you're breathing, you can correct all of it. Hmm. Right? That's correct good. all of it. Yeah. I mean, I, 1994, now 1995, I'm in the bowels of Disney teaching Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse how to rap. <laughs> <laughs> and we had it's a husband and wife team. We're having a good time. I'm DC, a tag team. Whoop, there it is. They're telling me about uh, our animation. And that day, my voiceover career started, but I didn't know it, right? 
And I wasn't because I wasn't thinking about it. And as time went on, you know, I would beat myself up severely. I still got bruises because I was there. Right. I was there. 2000, you know, 1996. I'm in the office of the president of uh, New Line Cinema. And he's telling me about this movie. Hey, we might want to cast you for this movie. It's a, you know, with uh, LL Cool J and Wesley Snipes are fighting for the leads. It's called Blade. I was mm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call, 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 call my agent. Because I'm whoop, there it is. I'm not thinking about that. I'm a young dude. I'm not thinking right. I beat myself over for years because I was there. (laughs) Now I am a working voice actor and I am a working actor. And what that lets me know is that, and and this my Aunt Judy told me, I'll never forget these words and this is what I live by. She says, sometimes in life, we're just not ready. And that's okay. Right? You just Mm got to come back to it though. Right? And right. I've always come back to it. I've always tried to correct things. So when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, it's time to get tutors. Let's get back into music production. I vowed that I would not leave this earth regretting something I wanted to do that I didn't do. And I'm trying to correct everything that I always wanted to do and be masterful at it. And that's, that's all I can do. I don't want nothing else. I've, I've done everything. But I want the things that I, I I wanted back then that I couldn't necessarily get to, and now I'm doing it right. I'm, I mean, I just do. My hand is in all kind of stuff, and then the people I meet. I'm meeting people with Disney. I'm meeting, just meeting people all the time, and I'm just planting all these seeds, and they're coming back to harvest. And I just go with the flow, and it has worked for me well. You know, you get nervous, but. I think I'm in a real good place now. And, you know, if I don't become an actor because I'm in voiceover, the Geico commercial is not as good as it's going to be because I'm an actor. And when they told me we're going to do a Geico commercial, they said, it's going to be soup. There it is. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) I'm looking through science. (laughs) I'm trying to find the soup. Trying to get ideas, right? Because I'm an actor and I prepared. And they mm. come in like, no, 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 we're going to do, we're going to do scoop. There it is. Ice cream. And I was like, yes, because my dad used to make us ice cream when we were kids with the cylinder, with the vanilla eggs, sugar, and, and you oh, know, yeah. and milk and just the churn with the ice. The churn and the, oh, yeah. yes. oh my God. We used to make all the ice cream. And then I worked at Dolly Madison ice cream. And then I'm like, I am going to have 10 things I want to do in this commercial. And that's where the spinning scoop come from. That's where the sprinkles come from. All, <laughs> I was going to ask about they're that. They're all prepared because. The night before we were doing our fitting, we had a meeting with the director and the producer. And I said, I got a couple things I want to try. Like, whatever you want to do, DC. I was like, cool. I was like, I tried to get a spin and scoop made, but I couldn't couldn't uh, get one fabricated. Like, DC, it's okay. It'll be done for you tomorrow. I was like, what? I was like, okay. <laughs> no kids love sprinkles. I want to do the salt-based sprinkle. I want to do bronze. I want to do all these little sprinkle things. You got to have a ton of sprinkles. Like, DC, we will have a truckload of sprinkles there for you. <laughs> And we got went on Did you? And we shot that commercial, and they could have made five Geico commercials by all the stuff we had. We gave them more than wow. And because that happened, because I'm an actor and I prepared, right? Preparation. Mm-hmm. 
that's why those were the nuances that make that commercial great. Because even if you didn't have the storyline already down, because we did so many things, you could piece it together to make that feel good story. And it is what the world needed at that time. You talk about time. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. The response is incredible. Yeah. You talk about, I mean, I remember December 25th at midnight popping up YouTube, and we're the main marquee on YouTube for the whole weekend. <laughs> and it was on. My phone hasn't stopped ringing since. And then we did another Geico commercial because they gave us our own ice cream. I see, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Right? And yeah. now I'm trying behind the scenes get the ice cream in the stores for the spring. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't sit back and be like, cool, I just had a guy, I got a guy. I'm like, Mm-mm. if I get one thing, I'm trying to make 10 things out of it. Right. Yeah. So I'm meeting with all the ice cream companies. If anything, I could be I could be a spokesperson for ice cream. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, tomorrow the ice cream man is coming like everywhere <laughs> I we just did the Philadelphia Thanksgiving parade and lined up on the streets. Everybody that when we come down, our flow came down the street. Everybody, only thing they said was sprinkles. And I <laughs> sprinkles a thousand times and lost my voice saying sprinkles because that's all I had to say. <laughs> Comic-Con, uh, Comic-Con Row, one of the satellite Comic-Cons, because of a podcast. We do, do it just like this. They're like, we want you and we want you, we're going to pay for your table. I went, I was like, I'm just going to observe. And people would come and they made me a banner and they were like, so you're... Doctor, what what movie were you in? And people are probably there laughing. It's like you don't know who that is. And it's like, no, it's like you never heard of Wolf. There it is. Like, yeah, but and I just go sprinkles. <laughs> Ding. You, you can see that light bulb come in their head, and then they would melt. Family, <laughs> I'm taking pictures with everybody, and everybody else is coming now. It's a spectacle. But then what happens is, I start talking to people. And now I've got 20 people around me talking about business and life and all these things because of how I talk. And now I've got all those people are my friends, right? And I, they call me, I call them, and that's how I am. I, I, I give everything I got freely because my motto is you give what you want first. And that is why I have always truly been blessed. And I can't... Uh, just talking Good about stuff. that in church today. Wow. <laughs> and you, you got to give what you, I mean, think about it, right? And then once you give it, right. you can't expect nothing back. That's what makes mm-hmm. it better when you don't expect anything. It's like I gave. I gave this wino $20, but he said he was hungry, but he went and bought some crack. I can't be mad because I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is out my hands. I did what I was supposed to do, right? right. You know, you can choose what you do, but I, all I want to do is just take care of people. Take care. And, and really, my mission is to talk to people, anybody who's willing to listen, about the things that I wish someone had told me when I was a young man. That's my responsibility, right? You know, now, I might not have listened, right? But I would appreciate it when people, because I, you know, the old schoolers used to always talk to me, argue with me. We'd argue about DJ and everything. And they thought I was just being arrogant, but I was listening, I was taking their mm-hmm. advice. I just ain't going to let them know I'm taking their advice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as I got older, I realized that 
one of the keys to my success is that I love being wrong, right? Because when you're, when you're wrong, especially for men, I've watched pride kill a lot, of, a lot of people that I know, right? Pride is the Achilles heel of men, women too, mm-hmm. but pride and ego. And I never really had an ego. I've always been a quest of my ego, but pride is a different story because pride makes you argue and try to win arguments when you know you're wrong. Pride makes you do stupid stuff, right? And when you can say, hey, I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong. What people don't realize is that you now sequester your pride. And now your mind is truly open to all the possibilities. But if you stay stuck, then you're going to be arguing. You're going to argue with a person, and they just keep arguing with you, and you just let them go down that rabbit hole. Like, okay, you got it, but they still want to argue, and they're going down that rabbit hole, and then they just start making stuff up. And then you just realize they are truly lost because they believe in what they're arguing about. And I know better, but I let them do it. Bless their heart. But I know that being wrong is the path to being right. And now I can flourish. Now I can get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because nothing's holding me back, which is me holding me back. It's nobody else holding anybody back in this world. It's you holding out. Hey, bad things happen to good people, of course. But most of the bad things that happen to people is self-inflicted. Decision. Everybody got a choice, yeah. right? If you make the wrong mm-hmm. choice, if you make the wrong choice, chop it up to the game and keep it moving, right? As long as you made a choice, right? It's like that's that's with acting. They don't know what they want. I don't know what they're trying to. They say what they want on paper. Well, we want it to be like this and this. And they don't know. So you got you got to make a choice. There is no right choice, but it might be the choice that hey, nobody there. There's 50 actors that made that choice, but you made that choice. I wonder why. Hmm. But also that choice could be permanent. That choice could be permanent. And and here's the thing. I've learned, you know, uh, besides the uh, pride, I've learned to, I have control of my emotions. I can take any negative emotion, fear, hatred, envy, anger, despair, loathing. I'm sounding like Yoda, right? (laughs) (laughs) I take any negative energy, not react to it, right? But put it in my pocket and use it for fuel for later. And you realize after about 10 minutes, you just forgot about what you was mad about because you didn't react to it. And now you have all those little experiences and all those things that triggered you in your pocket. So now if I get an audition, oh, I got an audition where I got to argue with somebody. I was arguing with this stupid ass girl last week. So let me pull that out of my pocket, right? And now I don't have to find a character or be a caricature. I have the experience and just now I'm present. And now the character becomes me. And that's acting and that's what makes it real. And to acquire the ability to do that and get those reps in to be able to do that. I am, you know, just becoming a better actor day by day. All I can do is be a better man that I was yesterday. And that's all I strive for. I it's not it's not a real hardcore formula. And let me tell you, all this crap I don't said tonight is easier said than done. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> right? and, that's and, the truth. And people and people ask me all the time, what 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 happens when you when you you have fear and when you get depressed and when I was like 
fear. I was like, well, you'd be scared, but you keep it moving. Do two things at one time. You could do both. You could be scared and still run through that brick wall, right? Yeah. Because you're going to have to do that in life, right? So you better learn how to be two things at once. You better learn how to be depressed, but get your butt up out of bed and go do something, right? Mm -hmm. Do two things at once. And I, I am different, right? And and this is what I tell people, you know, and this is kind of in conclusion, is that it will never, ever, ever get easier, especially the older you get, right? It never gets easier. But it does. But it does get better. That's all we can hope for in life. There right? you go. Yeah. That's all we can hope for, man. So I leave yeah. with that. I think that's a good one. Unless you got some questions. Well, <laughs> you kind of answered yeah. them anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you dropped some serious knowledge on us here tonight. I, some good stuff. I mean, I do have life questions, but I, mean, I just want to like pick your brain. I'm like, yeah. holy moly, we don't I even have time for everything, right? Because you have to, you have to, you have to think solutions, right? Well, I, and this is another. Th I love when people complain to me. I love when they come to me with their problems. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, what's the solution? What? Blah, 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 blah. Wait, what's the solution? And you're wallowing in your misery so hard and so you're like a pig and slop that you haven't even thought about the solution. Right? Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Right? And, and I tell people, I was like, look, this is all I can tell you what I do. I look at what I want or I look at a problem and I just think about the solution. And I think of the most far-fetched, fantastical, pie-in-the-sky solution or thing that I want. Oh, this, you can't do that. Man, that ain't going to work. Okay. But I see it. It is far-fetched. But then I say, well, what if I bring it back an inch? Eh, it's still kind of out there. What if I bring it back? Well, you're kind of doing that now. If you just did this and that, hmm. Bring it back more. Dang, you're practically doing that now. Let's just switch this a little bit. Learn that. You might be there. Man, you're doing all that now. Well, I'm halfway there now, right? And what I've done is I've just, re I've just created a reverse business plan, right? With a stepladder to my goals and dreams. You work your way back to practicality. And now you see everything that stands before you. Now it's time to put in the work. Now it's time to see what you're made of because you see the steps of where you got to get. And that's how I break down problems and solutions and things that I want. Now it doesn't sometimes go that way, the way I want it to, but then you can adjust and you, you, you just keep it, you, you, you work on it. And if everybody thought like that, you know, you got to be able to see, if you, if you say you want a billion dollars, you got to be able to see it. What does that look like? Right. And then you got to bring it back. Well, what if I had a million dollars? What can I do to get fifty dollars? <laughs> you see what I'm that's that's where I am right now. <laughs> but if you bring it back, there are there are things that you can learn during that process that other people have done that you might be able to put your creativity to and do it a better way because we all got talent. We all have something we're good at. We all have something that we all have something that's untapped in us that can be the difference maker. That's why I love doing these because somebody can take one thing that I say 
and it changes their life. Mm. Because my life done been my life has been changed by just one thing that people have said. So I know it works. Wow. Wow. So I, that's why I just run my damn mouth. And I want to thank you guys for coming here and running my mouth because <laughs> I love running my mouth. What better way to do it? On the- <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> what you've shared tonight, though, has been, it's so, it really has been inspirational, very motivational. And I know there's a lot of people, I mean, just in these four squares of our <laughs> video that could use some of the advice that you have said. I'm talking about myself, but uh, oh, um, oh, oh, oh. no, I really... <laughs> I think we've all, I think we've I, all my been hand there, is but, very uh, much raised here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's good stuff, man. Like, I'm trying to be in Marvel movies. So if, I, want it, I want it all. People are like, what do you want? See, I'm yeah. like, I want it all. Well, I'm on board with the Mandalorian thing. Whatever we can do, we'll start a hashtag. We should start a hashtag, uh, yeah. Um, DC in the sprinkles Mandalorian. Sprinkles in Mandalorian. Yeah. 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 Mandalorian Star Wars sprinkles. sprinkles. <laughs> That's what we'll do. <laughs> We got to make this happen now because that, yeah, we're. But I, mean, I just love think, that show. Just think if that happens, right? We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. But how do you bring yeah. it back? Huh? You know, you said if it's up here, how do you bring it down? What yeah, are the so steps? What's that solution? So it first starts with it started with. Okay, so for me to do that, how do how I have to find out what their casting process is, right? Mm-hmm. How do they cast? What do they do? Who can I find and build relationships that's in the end with Dave and uh, John Favreau, right? Who who can who does animation? That's how I got better at animation because one of the girls did the Clone Wars. A friend of mine, she, she mm. was for the Clone Wars. She was like, go to this person, train with her, get your demo done with her. And now I'm getting so many auditions for animation, it's unreal. And one of those auditions Ooh. might be a new Star Wars thing. You just never know. Because now I'm with the biggest voiceover uh, agents in the field. So when those little Star Wars things comes through, I'm in here trying to figure that out. They got to hear me, right? That's one way. The other way is, okay, I told my agents, I said, this is what I want to do. Find out how we got to do it, right? And then you just, and then when I do a press release, I put it in a press release. If I do a commercial on, or if I do a, a, a ABC uh, or Good Morning America or something like that, I throw it out there, right? Because I'm already there. All I got, if I do an article. Right. Same company. Yeah, if I do an article in Variety, I throw it out there, right? That's how you work your way back. Now, it probably won't work. It might not work. But how much it did might. it cost me to even try to do it? Mm-hmm. I just told you what I well, did. All it cost it was effort. That's it. right. Effort. Well, that it makes me think of that um, Paul Sun Hyung Lee, who's from a TV show called Kim's Convenience up in Canada. He's he uh, is a huge Star Wars fan, and even like would dress up and cosplay as like a rebel fighter and other things. That's right. And then in that in the last season of Mandalorian, he got to play he gets to be a rebel fighter rebel pilot, in that rebel like, pilot. He's an actor. He had some of the right connections, but it, they just saw that he was a fan, yes. and somehow the word got around. And, and I told, and that's why I told my age. I said, I, I said, all I need is five lines with the Rock. I'll do the rest. I know SEO. <laughs> I, know I can make it way bigger than what it is. I'll do a press release. It'll be like a red carpet event when I get done with it, right? Mm-hmm. But all I'm trying to do is little parts and big things make a whole oh, career of that because then I get to do my other stuff. I still get to go on tour. Got about to sponsor a tour for us. 
Right. I've got eyebrows. You see what I'm saying? Uh, you got to come to Cleveland. We get to go to Alaska this summer and scoop ice cream to kids for four hours for a stupid amount of money. I'm working, oh, on, that's, that's working on the USO tour, right? <laughs> all the things, like all these things get to get all these things are things that I get to live my life to the fullest. I get to see the world. I get to see things I never would have saw. And that's what life is about. You get one life. One. That's why I go hard. I go hard. I'm going, hey, I I love what I do. I wake up at four every morning and I go for it. And I don't have to, but I do because there's more to it, right? There's more to it. It's like, I, I want, I want to be remembered as that dude, right? Like, and, and the only way that happened, I tell people this all the time, it's the SEO thing, right? Because the only reason we revere Shakespeare and Van Gogh and all those famous artists is because Somebody archived their stuff. Right. Playing Roger down the street, he was better than Shakespeare, but his scrolls burnt down in a, in a, in a house fire. Right? <laughs> if you're not, if you're never archived, nobody will never know what you've done. And my the rest of my life, I am archiving. I'm making a tag team museum. I'm making a DC the Brain Supreme museum, and everything oh, will be archived through Wikipedia pages, through Wikidata, because. Because the internet, now the real world, is now has to be put into the digital world. Right. That's where the NFTs come in. They're going to be people that own stuff with me that's only going to be one copy made, and they will have it for the rest of time. Right? Think about the precipice of the technology that we're on. Right? They made a vaccine in that, that amount of time. They did the things that they could do. So Elon Musk did a lifetime worth of work in two years. You got all them rockets running up there. You got all them satellites yeah. up there. Now he's about to do his own cell phone. It's about to be a whole new technology with, with satellites using on the cell phone instead of fiber optics. Then he's about to do make helicopters. He's about to make batteries. He's building a tunnel underneath LA to make a transit. How? <laughs> right? You say how, but it's being done. And I watched, I, I said, I will not be late on anything anymore. I am watching the world. I'm watching the two new technologies. And if they don't work, they don't work. But some are going to work. And all you need is one. You put your money behind it and you don't have to work ever again. If Elon invited you on one of those uh, rockets, space, would you go? Yeah. I go because I'm, I'm going to be remembered forever if I blow up or if yep. I keep living. <laughs> Either way, it's a win-win. <laughs> I mean, I, I, now that's the messed up way to think about it. And of course, I don't really think about it like that. But if you're gonna think about it, that's the sure. way to think about it, right? right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we right. know who's yep, yep, up yep. in rockets, and that and that ain't. We will always know who is blown up on rockets. They will live forever because they were at the forefront. That sacrifice had to be made for us to be where we're at now. So if that's my contribution right. to it, hey. So be it because it ain't up to me, right? All I can say is yes or no. I can say no and be like, whew, I'm glad I didn't have to do that and walk outside and get hit by a car, right? You just don't know. So I just go for it, man. You know what I mean? They wanted me to do a, a CBS Survivor Celebrity. I was going to do it, but I couldn't do it because I had too many conflicts, right? Mm. But I would have did it. I wouldn't have cared. I would have looked stupid doing it. <laughs> 
we about to be on Dancing with the Stars, but as a performance. Every time I tell people that, they're like, oh, man, I don't know about that. Like, oh, <laughs> we'll be on their but I'll go on Dancing with the Stars and do the best I can, and everybody will love me for it because I gave 100% effort. Oh, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes there's a win and a loss, right? You got to remember That's that. That's fair. It's not about whether you're going to lose. It's just... It's about how, you know, it's, how, it's what you make out, out of the opportunity, right? Correct. You know, that's what you make out of opportunity. If you can get better and get to something else, think about what's the dude who uh, was on, like, one of the first three uh, star searches. The Wang dude. The, the, the Asian dude that sang crazy, right? Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, on American yeah, Idol. Yeah, yeah. American Idol. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone. Second, second, yeah, the Idol. I'm talking about star search. William Hung. William Hung. William Hung, right? He was horrible. But how much money did he make after that? (laughs) He did. Just for the attempt, right? It's how you look at things. It's how you look at things. And people appreciate you. People don't, I mean, people, people have empathy for people who put put it, put they all in the stuff. For real. You'll laugh at them at first, but then you'll feel sorry for them. You could do both, right? Hey, if somebody falls in the middle of the street. You laugh first, but then you be like, wait, hey, you okay? You okay, baby? <laughs> you do both, right? So that's how I kind of see everything. I, I just see things different. I try to hash things out differently and what outcomes can come and how I can turn it into something positive. And, you know, it don't work all the time, but it works enough to keep me happy. And you certainly are doing well. Hey, I try. It's true. I Hey, we got one more question here from the audience. I figured I'd ask. So if you do make it on the Mandalorian, would you want to be a rebel, an Imperial, or a, an actual Mando? Mandalorian? I would. Like, what, what's your I dream? What they say. Think about it. Just think if I was, uh, what's, uh, think about, uh, uh, I forgot, Esposito, right? I, yes. I, oh, yes. He will always be known for Better Call Saul, but now he's always known for General, what's his name? General, uh, Goff? I don't remember. Yeah. I just totally Moff, um, I've totally Moff, blanked out. I don't remember yeah, his name. Totally yeah. blank out. We get old. Oh, I'm getting old. It's <laughs> not old. It's no. seasoned. Yeah. yeah. Aaliyah likes to call. Oh. She, she points it's out that we're seasoned. I can tell you, it's it's old. Okay. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. That's it. That's it. Moff Gideon, right? You want to say, hey, we want you to play Moth Gideon. I'm saying, no, I want to be a bad guy. I'm like, heck yeah, I'll be Moth Gideon. Right. right? Moth Gideon. So you'll take whatever. Yeah, he I get it. Us, right? Like that. That's it. And he's always going to be around. Yeah. So it's all good. It's like you got to have, a, you know, an actor they call it an antagonist, the hero, and the protagonist. Right. So Can't mm-hmm. have one without the other. Whatever I did, I'm going to put my thing on it. And I get to talk about it. And I get to say it. And I get to go to every Star Wars thing. And I get to... You know, think like like perfect example. I look. Did you you guys see the Boba Fett? Uh, that oh, yeah. the, the the lead up to it. Yeah, that yeah. was just Boba Fett was just Boba Fett. Now Boba Fett got his own thing. Did so many years later, Boba Fett, like right. Boba Fett's like he's always been there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's Fett, right. He got what six minutes of screen time in the whole Star Wars saga. Right now he yep. got the show yep. and. You just love how they bought him in in the Mandalorian. Like it was so dope how they did it. And then it was just like, wow. Like you can, I just love their imagination. And they have just resurrected and bought back my childhood in ways that 
I can't even explain to them. And I'm so grateful to them for that because it was, I, you know, I, I saw Star Wars when I think I was like 12. And then 15 when I saw the, the Empire Strikes Back. Be, be a cognizant human being and see the Empire Strikes Back real time. Yeah. yeah. In that era, blew you away because there's nothing ever like that. That's why it was such wonderment. You were like, oh, you would sneak back in to see it again and again and again and again. No spoilers. Aaliyah hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Uh, no, no, it's not that I'm we're like, taking her through it a little bit at a time. I haven't we're, seen, we're I've only seen one Star Wars movie. I understand, movie, that. So. I understand that. And, <laughs> you know, and that's the, that's the debate everybody had. Like, we have those debates with hip hop. They're like, you know, which generation was the best in hip hop? It's like they're they're all good because, right? Yeah. If you if you live through them all, they're all good because they're a part of your life and they they they're all they all have memories that have affected you, right? Mm-hmm. But if you miss the generation, there's no way you could possibly even know it's corny to you because you've never seen it, you never lived it, right? But if you grew up in the '90s, everybody's like Biggie, Nas, Boom, this, this, that, that. But you go back to the '80s, you. you Tone Loke, Slick Rick, Salt and Pepper, right? LL Cool mm-hmm. J, Run DMC. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the beginning, mm-hmm. right? That was that was when it was like we were growing up and we were new, right? Like, you know, so you know, and people, what do you think about the hip hop now? It's like I can't tell you because I don't listen to it. I don't listen to music no more because I've been a DJ all my life. Really? I, I can't. And, we, and <laughs> this is the thing of getting old or. Seasoned <laughs> that you used to love, you despise, mm. and it happens. It's maturity. You got sense now. Like yeah. I can't believe I used to do that. I can't believe. <laughs> I say that out of a lot of things. Yeah, you might. You know, yeah, but I might have an ugly. I might like like ah. I'd be like, what's wrong with you? I just thought back to the time when I was in fourth grade when I did this. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> right? I do that now. Just, I can't imagine what it, I. It happens. I'm telling you, it 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 happens so much. But then what I do is I write down those things. So when I need a trigger for acting, I'm there. Right? Mm-hmm. And they they serve me so well. I can flip through that book like, what what can I use for this? And then I'm I'm there. And then I'm there for real. And then all I got to do is be less is more, but have that feeling. And then it's so real, right? You don't have to be, for the longest, for me, acting, I was overacting. I was talking loud. I was, hey, everybody, blah, blah, blah. Like, like most actors do until my one of my professors, uh, teachers was like, DC, why are you talking loud? You got a microphone on. I was like, <laughs> I, I, can, I can whisper like this and talk like this. And it's just like I... Like if you listen to like when Luke was talking in the last episode of Mandalorian, you how he was like whispering. He wasn't talking. He was whispering. Look at actors from here on out and you'll see they're whispering because they're talking to a microphone right here. They don't got to be loud. And it's more realistic because we're having a conversation with each other. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Took me 14. Yeah, there you go. Like the 14th time. I couldn't figure it out until somebody told it to me a different way. And then I got it. And sometimes it takes that many times. That's why things are hard. Because you just, sometimes it just takes that 14 time where it's like, oh, that's what them other people meant. <laughs> 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 so, hey, y'all, I got to go. I got an early morning tomorrow. And it's a big, 
I was going to say, thank you so much for your time, man. We appreciate it. Why don't you real quickly just tell everybody where they can find more information, where they can, uh, your website and things like that. Stop anything tag team, you're going to find me. But there's a lesson for all you SEO people out there. There you go. Keep your your stuff consistent. You type in DC Glenn ATL on any platform, you're going to find me. You type in tag team for tag team, you're going to find us. Simple. Just want consistency across the board. And remember, you don't need a million people to like you. Just need two thousand to pay you. Bam. That's right. Good advice, man. Thank, thank you so much for all the knowledge you dropped on us here tonight, man. It's some good yeah. stuff. You guys, gosh, we appreciate your time. Blessing. So much. So many more questions. All right. Hey, <laughs> hey, just hey, just hey, man. I love doing these. Cool. All, all right. right. Awesome. You bet. We appreciate right, it. Let's... You're the best. Bye. Thank you. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun, man. Woo. He is. He is really just. I think this was the most educational episode of the world. How much, how much smarter and wiser are we all? Holy cow. Wow. Really good stuff. Um, But uh, yeah, so we're, we're also way over our time as we normally (laughs) would go, but, but I I mean, it was awesome. And, and you know, so we'll, uh, we'll edit out some of the stuff uh, that, you know, like the first uh, 30 minutes of just us (laughs) when we were just kind (laughs) of, trying to fill time uh, before I got here, but um, no, it was really great to have him on the show. It was fantastic. Um, we want to make sure uh, we don't have a 90 second uh, geek rant this week, um, but I do want to let you guys know, <laughs> right. We want uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want uh, you to call or go into our speakpipe.com slash world gun geek. You have 90 seconds to make your voice heard about whatever it is that's on your mind. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe DC said something that really resonated with you and you want to uh, chime in about that. Maybe you're all hyped up about the Spider-Man trailer that just dropped or the Spider-Verse trailer. It's a lot of Spider-Man well, a, going yeah, on. There's Morbius too. There was a Morbius trailer and right. clip that's just out of control maybe you've got an opinion maybe you want to you know a, a prediction or something we might save predictions till after ah, the spiders fact because i hate spoilers. spiders but uh we uh we want to hear from you so speakpipe.com slash world gun geek 90 second geek rant we want to hear from you um so special thanks to dc glenn our guest for being here Indeed. as always thanks to my partners in crime uh utah and Aaliyah Wayne. Well. i'm saluting Wavy. <laughs> if you're if you're listening on the podcast, you're once again missing the fact that Aaliyah is waving. Aaliyah is waving. That's 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 a new hashtag right there. <laughs> Aaliyah waving. Hashtag Aaliyah is waving. Aaliyah is waving. There you go. All right. Well, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram. We're at World Gun Geek pretty much everywhere you decide to get social. So get social. And we're growing our Patreon accounts. So check us out there. You can score some swag, hear exclusive audio eventually, and including what gets said after the show when it ends. Uh, with tiers as low as $5 a month, get on the fun and support the show at the same time. So make sure that you uh, come back next week. We'll see you. Take care. Bye, Shang-Chi. The podcast is real is a World Gone Geek production.